Welcome to the Equine Veterinary Journal, On The Hoof. Hello, my name is Chris Neal and welcome to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast, which we aim to summarise a selection of recently published articles. Today we look at a paper accepted in May 2023 that attempted to determine the safety and efficacy of all acetaminophen, aka paracetamol, in treating naturally occurring chronic lameness. The primary authors were Melissa Mercer and Jennifer Davis, who are based at the Virginia Maryland College of Veterinary Medicine in the United States of America. Chronic orthopedic conditions are often managed with non-selective cyclooxygenase, COX inhibitors such as phenylbutazone. Prolonged use of these inhibitors has the potential for a range of side effects. Whilst the use of COX-2 selective inhibitors can mitigate this, they have been shown to be less effective at managing orthopaedic pain in the literature. Paracetamol is technically an NSAID, like the above inhibitors, though evades its analgesia through alternate pathways, explaining its comparative lack of gastrointestinal and renal side effects. Its benefits as an adjunctive therapy to NSAIDs are widely known in laminitis and foot pain, at 20 mg per kg BID dosages. Furthermore, a single dose of 30 mg per kg paracetamol as a monotherapy has been shown to reduce experimental lameness in the literature. However, its use as a monotherapy in naturally occurring chronic lameness management is unknown. Based on previous research, the authors hypothesized that the long-term administration over 21 days of paracetamol at 30 mg per kg BID would improve lameness both subjectively and objectively compared to baseline. To test their hypothesis, a cohort of 12 adult horses aged between 13 and 23 years of age of varied sex and use were recruited. Naturally occurring lameness of two out of five or greater on the AAP scale in one or more limbs was required for inclusion. Lameness had to have been present for a minimum of four weeks to class as chronic and was of varied etiology. Horses must have received no NSAIDs, glycosaminoglycans, shockwave therapy, acupuncture or homeopathy for seven days, or have been administered systemic or intraarticular steroids for 30 days. Routine blood samples were taken alongside physical and lameness, both subjective and objective examinations, and initial presentation to ensure no signs of systemic illness or inflammation were present. Management was kept consistent for each horse enrolled in the study. The authors conducted two studies on their cohort, a longitudinal clinical trial to determine paracetamol's pharmacokinetics and analgesia, and a randomised blinded clinical trial to assess the drug's gastrointestinal and hepatic safety. Prior to paracetamol administration, six horses randomly went gastroscopy and six hepatic biopsy with all having clinical pathology to serve as baseline controls. Paracetamol tablets were then given orally to all horses at approximately 30 mg per kg BID for a total of 21 days, mixed with water and corn syrup to a volume of 60 ml. Blood samples were taken on day 7 and 21 at multiple time intervals following paracetamol to assess pharmacokinetics and determination of unbound drug concentration or bioavailability. At day 21, blood was also taken for clinical pathology for comparison with the baseline control. 
Subjective and objective lameness evaluations were repeated at multiple time intervals post-drug administration on this day, and again at day 35, to allow each horse to serve its own untreated control. Videos were taken of each horse at each time interval, randomised, and then assessed by blinded board certified specialists. Lastly, hepatic biopsies and gastroscopy were repeated on day 22 to evaluate the paracetamol safety given its absorption by the stomach and elimination and metabolism via the liver. The authors found acetaminophen was rapidly absorbed and reached mean maximum concentration of 20.83 micrograms per mil at 24 minutes following oral dosing on day 7 and 17.3 micrograms per mil at 40 minutes following oral dosing at day 21. This statistically significant increase in time to reach maximum therapeutic concentration was likely due to the varied gastric emptying and absorption times caused by ad lib hay and water provision. The drug was approximately 50% protein bound two hours post-treatment, which is higher than is reported in humans at 24.1%. Given a reduced amount of drug is therefore available for a therapeutic effect, higher dosages may be necessary in horses to improve pain management. Further investigation is needed into this area. Whilst elimination half-lives increased from 177 minutes on day 7 to 278 minutes on day 21, this was not significant and accumulation ratios of 1.02 following 21 days of treatment indicated no drug accumulation occurs. When evaluating paracetamol's therapeutic effect, the authors found that subjective lameness scores significantly improved compared with baseline at two and four hours post-treatment at 21 days. Whole body lameness scores improved at two hours following paracetamol with a significant decrease in lameness limb score noted at four hours following oral dosing. These results were however subtle from a clinical perspective with lameness limb scores reducing from 2.6 to 2.0. With regards to objective gait vectors, Total symmetrical head height was significantly improved with paracetamol one hour post-treatment when horses with multi-limb lamus were included in the study. This effect, however, disappeared when horses with four-limb lamus were isolated, indicating an improvement in compensatory ipsilateral four-limb lamus. In horses with hind-limb lamus, a significant reduction in pelvic height was found at one, two and eight hours following treatment indicating paracetamol may result in significant lameness improvements for up to eight hours in certain lameness cases. When evaluating gastrointestinal and hepatic safety, no significant changes in liver biopsies and gastroscopy scores were observed between the two groups. Statistically significant increases in calcium, GGT, chloride, magnesium, MCV and MCHC were noted, but did not vary outside of normal laboratory reference ranges. Liver function tests importantly remain normal. Furthermore, statistically significant reductions in platelet count, total bilirubin, globulins, and BUN were also observed, although platelet count of BUN did not fall outside of normal reference range. Globulin and bilirubin counts normalized from a slight elevation at initial presentation, likely due to chronic inflammation and fasting, respectively. Importantly, no detection of the toxic metabolite NAPKI was observed during the study indicating 30 mgpkg BID is safe. However, NAPKI is unstable and has a rapid half-life, hence can be difficult to measure in practice. Limitations of the study revolve around its wide inclusion criteria, 
which was chosen to mimic the type of lameness found in clinical practice where clinicians may reach for paracetamol. This resulted in a wide degree of inter-horse variation in objective body-mounted inertial sensor variables, with some horses becoming lamer throughout the day. Whilst efforts were made to control this by performing assessments at different time intervals, baseline control evaluations were performed 14 days after paracetamol treatment had finished to ensure adequate drug washout. Changes in environmental or workload during this time period may have influenced results, although more strict control would not mimic clinical practice. Furthermore, objective multilimb lameness evaluation is less of an agreement with definitive diagnosis in the literature, which may have affected the results and contributed to the lack of significant difference found between inertial variables. Performing the study with a greater sample size may therefore increase confidence in these results. In this study, the authors have shown that twice daily administration of acetaminophen at 30 mg per kg over 21 days is safe and can provide mild transient improvements in labour scores for up to eight hours following administration. However, it does not appear suitable for use as a monotherapy in more moderate to severe cases of orthopaedic pain, and combination with COX inhibitors may be more appropriate. However, further investigation into higher doses of paracetamol and its use in combination with other pain relief medication is warranted. That concludes the review of this study, and many thanks for listening to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On the Hoof podcast. We look forward to welcoming you back soon and review another of the journal's early access articles. Thank you for listening to this Equine Veterinary Journal podcast. More about the subjects discussed today can be found online at wileyonlinelibrary.com forward slash journal forward slash EVJ.